Week one is in the books, and as a famous coach has said in the past, we're, we're on to week two. Broncos Nation, we tried. DFS Delhi. I am the proprietor of this delicatessen, Salih Ali Shahid, and I am joined tonight by my loyal, my faithful, my one and only full-time employee, Chill. Welcome to week two. How's it going tonight? I mean, it's good. It's a, it's a nice Wednesday night, you know. Uh, you know, we're a little short-staffed, you know, no, but nothing we can't power through. Uh, yeah, that's that's literally the reason Baker isn't here because he's short staffed. Apparently, uh, a cook walked out on him, and uh, yeah, he's been on that uh, that line, the actual real life line at his job uh, for the rest of the night. So it it's, sounds like it's you sounds, and me, like, sounds like Baker needs needs to readjust his menu. I don't know, but yeah, I think he needs to rework the menu, just like <laughs> here at the deli. So as you know, we cover the main slate of games here at the main menu on a Wednesday night. We're not, we're not, we're, we're at cruising altitude right now. So it is early in the week and, you know, it's, it's a first look podcast, right? So I heard a rumor that no one else does first look podcast. Am I right in saying that, Joe? Uh, I would, I would have to agree. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, a lot of popular restaurants, they're open on, you know, the Thursday nights, the Friday nights, the Saturday nights. Nah, we here at the deli, we grind on Wednesdays for our loyal customers, our loyal fan base. So week one, chill. How'd everything go for you, man? Uh, it was a good week for me. Um, ended up profiting a little bit uh, on, you know, just, uh, you know, the main slate stuff. And then I uh, ended up hitting uh, a couple of first place uh, in some showdown lineups. Not for a ridiculous amount, but for, for a nice, cool amount. So it was a, it was a good way to end the week. Uh, Appreciate the Cowboys. You're dipping the toe in the showdown. You know, ain't nothing wrong. Yeah, ain't nothing wrong that. Appreciate the Cowboys for being bad at football. And, uh, um, you know, I'm just getting ready to dive on in the week, too. Ah, yes. We're getting ready to dive on in. You know, the Cowboys were the only team not to score an NFL touchdown in week one. Uh, I have seen that reported several times. Uh, I think it's quite hilarious, actually. I mean, the number one offense from a year ago couldn't, couldn't score. Well, that's what happens. I mean, there is one difference in, in that team. And I mean, Amari Cooper is not there. So, you know, when you lose a Hall of Famer, it's not going to make your offense better by putting old stone hands, uh, CeeDee Lamb, at the number one receiver. So, Facts. I mean, in order to perform a job, you have to be able to do the, what is it, job duties of said job. And the job duty of a wide receiver is to, what's that thing? Um, Ah, oh God, I a catch i would think that would be number one in the syllabus yes 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 and unfortunately cd lamb cannot do that so moving forward his outlook is not looking great um they just lost Dak prescott for the now jerry jones says he can come back after four weeks but okay this is an eight-week injury i mean we saw what happened when russell wilson went out with his thumb tried to rush back and he looked like sauce when he came back so i i don't know which it's one of the things that led to his exit, but, you know, exit Russ, enter Chino. 
I just, I just can't wait to talk about quarterbacks because there's going to be a lot of Geno Smith talk. If 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 you know me and the, some of the listeners that do listen to this podcast know me, they already know I'm riding with Geno Smith. I mean, that's that's totally fair. He's your guy. Yeah, that's my guy. I got to support him. I'm like Pete Carroll. You know, they 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 wrote him off, but he ain't right back. Yeah, so I'm ready. So I'll tell you what, man. Week one was not uh, was not friendly for the revenge narrative, huh? Uh, I mean, technically, one of the, the revenge narratives probably should have won the game if the refs could read their syllabus. <laughs> hey, listen, did they win? <laughs> they, I mean, they won on that beautiful 58-yard field goal by Cade York. Ah, love it. Baker Mayfield, you're trash. Still an actor. And you hold that L week one. Thank you to the Browns. Thank you, Cade York. We appreciate that. But, I mean, Russ. Fail. Baker Mayfield. Fail. Devontae Parker. Fail. <laughs> I mean, like, the revenge narrative was not the Joe, business. Joe Flacco. Yeah. Yeah, Joe Flacco. Fail. And you know what else was not the business? All the chalk hitting. I mean, like, yeah, I get it. You know, on DraftKings, Michael Pittman was, was mispriced. You were going to play him anyway. But he wasn't getting there until the fourth play. <laughs> Jonathan Taylor was subpar, and all of a sudden he has 150-some-odd yards and a touchdown. Well, when you get to play five quarters of football, it helps. You're not wrong about that. A tie, really, guys? All the AFC <laughs> South teams literally don't have a win, and two of them played one another? That makes no sense to me. I mean, I, I just want to say Houston Texans tie for the division lead. Seattle, Seattle lead in the West? I mean, it's crazy. Ah, week one is a beautiful thing, isn't it? <laughs> but yes, not let's not overreact. Let's not overreact. There's some things that are concerning. Uh, like we mentioned, the aforementioned uh CeeDee Lamb thing. He's number one receiver on a lot of people's boards this year. Uh late first round, early second round draft pick at the worst. And I mean his situation at QB gets worse. Now teams can, if they weren't already kind of key in on that and will the Dallas Cowboys be more run heavy now based on the fact that they don't have a quarterback anymore you know Cooper Rush is he's a guy so this situation and they already came out and said they're not going to trade for a quarterback so this situation can get real sticky real quick and they welcome in the Cincinnati Bengals and we get to talk about that uh, uh, at nauseum today on the deli so are we ready for week two is the real question I'm ready for week two well, let's cover some injury news and notes. Uh, looks like Mike Evans is dealing with a calf injury. Uh, did not practice today, along with George Kittle, still filing that, uh, fighting that groin injury of his who missed week one. Uh, Going to be up in the air about playing this week. As we know, the running back situation for the 49ers is up. Well, not necessarily up in the air. We think Jeffrey Wilson Jr. is going to be the guy. But as we've seen with this 49ers backfield, it could be a myriad of players. So uh, their coach came out and said that they're just going to ride the hot hand in the backfield, which for us DFS players makes things a little hairy, as it were. So I don't know if I'm going to touch that situation with a 10-foot pole, but we'll see when we talk about running backs. Uh, DeAndre Smith Swift said his ankle is not a concern, so he should be good to go in a relatively good matchup on Sunday. As you know, uh, he was a monster last Sunday and always take the Lions to cover. Just, just, just do that. Always take the Lions to cover. 
I mean, this this is the uh, this is I think this game I believe if I heard correctly this is the first time the Lions have been favored in uh-huh. like twenty in like twenty three games twenty four games that's crazy. Uh, that is absolute insanity. I one hundred percent agree with that. Uh, Zach Wilson is back at practice, but Joe Flacco has already been the name the starter for Week Two against the Browns. And I think that's about it for injury news and notes. Um, uh, I mean, a couple, big? Uh, a couple things I'll bring here. Uh, it says Leonard Fournette was limited by a hamstring. Today oh, at yes, that's that's just that's veteran talk. So is uh, like stop. Uh, well, I mean, Julio, Julio has been been like that. Um, I believe Alvin Kamara was also limited by a rib injury as well. So. Yeah, those more than likely are going to be, you know, just rest days. I mean, it is Wednesday. A lot of key players and offenses do miss practice due to, like, nagging injuries and stuff like that, but nothing too serious. So I don't think any of those guys will be jeopardizing or jeopardize playing time uh, come Sunday. So should be good to go there. Um, so, yeah, let's start it off like we normally started off at the quarterback position. Chill, you better talk about the top guys because you already know I'm dumpster diving this week. So, uh why don't you go ahead and load up the guys that you're going to be targeting this week in DFS? All right. Um, you know, okay, so if we're looking at some of these guys here, uh, obviously Sully's going to touch on the uh, the old bottom feeders, but let's take a look here at the top guys. I mean, um, in the highest point total uh, game on the slate, you're going to have the, the Cardinals, I believe, are at the Raiders. Um, so I think both quarterbacks here will be viable. Um both teams should be playing pretty fast. Um, Let me harp on that for a second. How popular do you think Derek Carr is going to be this week? I mean, Arizona's defense got absolutely eviscerated by Patrick Mahomes. But Derek Carr is not Patrick Mahomes. So do you think it was more like a smoke and mirrors type of thing? Arizona's defense is actually a little better than what they put out on Sunday. Or is this going to be a sieve that we follow all year? I think it could be something that we follow all year. I mean... Like, it's not like these guys that Pat Mahomes was hitting. It's not like they were, like, really tough throws. These guys were just wide open. True. And, and like, I mean, and, I mean, like, and one could argue probably outside of Travis Kelsey, like, Derek Carr has better weapons. Obviously, he's not the quarterback that Mahomes is, but, like, he ain't no slouch. I just think this might be. And like, and he's at and he's at an affordable price on both sites. Yeah, I think he's cash game viable. I really do. But Um, I think I think his popularity is going to be a little too high. I mean, like when we get to receivers, we're going to talk about Devontae Adams because Devontae Adams is quarterback proof, as he's just proven. And I think he's going to be a very, very popular option this week. So to tag along with Derek Carr, I think a lot. Or sorry, uh, Devontae Adams. I think a lot of people are going to migrate to Derek Carr. I don't know. I I think I I think a lot of people might be leaning more towards Stafford, who's a hundred dollars more. Well, anybody with a thirty-one point team total it, it, it could bring some popularity. But like I said, with those prices and the chalkier players like Devontae under Cooper Cup, the super low-priced Allen Robinson, I think. And we talked off air for a quick second about this. I think Allen Robinson is a damn trap. I know we're talking about quarterbacks, but like when we get to receivers, like Allen Robinson, I cannot, he's not cash game viable. Forget that. And as far as like a tournament play, he's going to 
be too popular to justify that ownership percentage. I mean, like it's going to get, I think it's going to get steamed over the week. They're going to see that price. They're going to see that team total. Daryl Henderson's already going to be popular. So it's like, are we going to be in a situation where Matt Stafford could be popular by proxy because you can get a, a skinny stack with him and Allen Robinson, or is Cooper cup going to be the guy left in the dust? Because again, you always fade Cooper cup at your own risk. Absolutely. Right. I mean, like no matter what the price is, this man could put you to sleep real quick. So it just scares me, man. It just, it just scares me. I agreed, but I, I've, I mean, I, I think quarterback ownership this week, I, Normally it's pretty spread out. I I think this one I think it's going to be even more spread um than even last week um in terms of some of the quarterbacks. Um I mean I said it once I said it again I don't I have no faith in this Cowboys defense. Um I think this Cincinnati offense is going to feast. Um I understand that their offensive line obviously <laughs> did not look any better with all the improvements, but again it's week 1. Um and Joe Burrow coming in at like 6,600 on DraftKings to me is pretty cheap. Um, I think he's going to go overlooked a little bit um, going up against this Cowboys defense, which I don't believe is that good at all. Oh, no, their defense is bad. Their offense is bad. I mean, Joe Mixon is going to be a very popular play. And did you see the price on Cincinnati's defense on DraftKings? It should be the chalk. I haven't looked at it. No, it's it's the chalk. You locked that in. Yeah, I think it was uh, because I think when I was building lineups to start, what was it, twenty two hundred on DraftKings? Yep, twenty two hundred. <laughs> yeah, you want that, that that defense will be forty percent owned. Yeah, and then um, another quarterback who's kind of intriguing me here would be Tua at fifty six hundred on DK. I think that would be an interesting stack with him, Tyreek, and Waddle. You know, I mean, right you can go. I mean, it, it's a. I mean, he he makes those pieces fit, right? So if you go, you can go to a Waddle and running back with Mark Andrews. You can go to a Waddle running back with Bateman. You can go to a Tyreek, pick a Raven, running um, back with Devin Duvernay, bruh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I guess, I mean, if you're looking at the second highest total of the slate, you got. Quarterbacks that you wouldn't feel good playing, but you got golf against Wentz. Don't know if don't know if anybody wants to play any of them, but I know. think that I think they have interesting pieces. So like I, obviously I you got the Sun God, you know, John Doxon came out last week. Even uh Curtis Samuel. Like what what? <laughs> Where'd that come from? So I mean I think they have pieces, but the quarterback situation kinda I don't think Carson Wentz is throwing for, you know, 250 and four again. Like, it, ah. I think he threw for uh, 313. I, he was over 300 yards. I'm just, I was just saying as a baseline, like 250 and four. Gotcha, gotcha. So what do you think about a guy like Matt Ryan? Right? So he led uh, in passing yards last week. Obviously only scored two touchdowns. Did you see they cut their kicker, by the way? He kicked what? It was like he kicked two kickoffs out of bounds and missed the field goal, right? Yeah, cut his ass. That was great. Well, I guess, like like we said, in the syllabus, for the position that you play, you have to be you have to perform X job. And a kicker that can't kick does not need a job. He probably still would be on the team if he kept the kickoffs in bounds. 
I don't know, man. You came in week one and tied the Houston Texans. Like, uh, that's that's rough, bro. It's the same team that lost to Jacksonville. That ain't the kicker's fault. Fair, fair, fair. You wanna you wanna talk about these uh these uh trash quarterbacks you wanna talk hey, about? Listen, man, listen, listen. Okay, here's my logic. Here's my logic, right? Listen, just listen. Okay. There are so many juicy plays at wide receiver and running back this week where I want to jam in as much of that goodness as possible. And in order to accomplish that in a tournament setting, I need to play some of these dumpster fire quarterbacks. All right. Now, if you look at a guy and I will say it, just just screaming from the rooftops. If Geno Smith is on the main slate, I'm playing Geno Smith. And here's the reason the price He's the lowest price starting quarterback on the slate with the exception of Cooper Rush. And that don't count for much, but Gino led an efficient offense in the first half of that game last week. And I think that after their scripted plays, Pete Carroll was like, oh my God, I'm actually winning this game. Now what? And I think he just kind of went into a panic because you can tell that first couple series of plays were all scripted. Absolutely. Like, this is what they were doing, and Gino ran it to perfection. So if they come out with a game plan that's similar to the 49ers or against the 49ers, I feel that there is going to be a modicum of success when it comes to Geno Smith. Geno Smith offers a little bit with his legs. He's not going to give you the Jalen Hurts, Lamar, even though Lamar ain't run for crap, by the way. Uh, it, it really looked like Lamar wanted to pass the ball and not run and risk getting an injury. Kind of what, what it looked like. It, he looked like Kyler last year because Kyler did the same thing. Yeah, true. True. So, I mean, again, he, he, has a, he has a decent rushing floor. Not like a Marcus Mariota either. Marcus Mariota actually had the second most attempts for a quarterback behind Jalen Hurts last week. That kind of threw me for a loop. And he might be in a similar situation this week against the Rams because guess what? He's going to be running for his damn life. Yeah, he is. (laughs) Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. So, I mean, I think there is – the ceiling is capped, of course, with a guy like Geno Smith. But his weapons are cheap. You'll get DK Metcalf at a discount. You'll get Tyler Lockett at a discount. You'll get Noah Fan at a discount. And you can just add – more of these high-end pieces around him. It's not, like, I, like I've said, I've said this before. And I, I've said this to the point where I wanted to beat it in everyone's head, okay? Taco Bell is not there to sell you tacos. They're there to sell Coke products. Geno Smith is my 99-cent taco. Whereas all these running backs and all these wide receivers that I want to jam into these lineups... Those are my Coke products. They're the Baja Blast of the lineup, okay? So if Geno Smith or a guy like, I'm targeting guys like Davis Mills, who looked very serviceable last week in this Denver environment. I know you said that going into Denver is going to be a tough slate, and I don't want to play too many people against Denver either. But again, like at the bottom of the barrel, those guys could offer a decent amount of upside and get you the pieces in the lineup that you want to jam in instead of playing someone, you know, a a lower price running back to get up to a higher price wide receiver. Because as we've seen, and you can change my opinion on this, that there hasn't been a legit quarterback 
to break the slate that you needed said quarterback. You need pieces that either come with that quarterback or with someone else. Because last week it was you needed Saquon and you needed um, Justin Jefferson. I didn't see too many tournaments won by Kirk Cousins. You know? Or, I mean, mean, uh, other than Pat Mahomes, I mean, like, you know. I mean, Pat Mahomes was great. Pat Mahomes went off, off last week. But again, did he necessarily break the slate? You were fine with Lamar. You were fine with Jalen Hurts. If you want to throw shit at a wall and see it stick, you were fine with Carson Wentz. <laughs> God bless those who played Carson Wentz, but hey, it paid off. I mean, even Matt Ryan was fine. You know? So again, it's these wide receivers and running backs that are going to be breaking slates, and especially at the wide receiver position. Like those dudes can drop 30, 40, 50 bombs. Whereas quarterbacks, if you get 25 to 30 out of them, you're smiling. You definitely are smiling. Yeah, so, I mean, those are a couple of names on my short list for tournaments. Like, I won't go as low as playing a guy like Mitch Trubisky. Like, there is no upside when it comes to this New England matchup. That game is going to be ugly, slow, pass. Pass. Man, hard pass. And Mac Jones dealing with an injury, too. Like, eh, no, nah, I'm good. I mean, you'll load up Pittsburgh's defense again, but we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, before we move on running back, what do you think about Jameis versus Tom Brady? Any of those guys pique your interest? I mean, Tom Brady, I think Tom Brady in his last four games against New Orleans has been sacked 13 times. And that Tampa Bay line did not look particularly great. Um. I mean, it's an interesting game. I mean, because, like, obviously with Brady, he's got a couple. I mean, you probably expect Godwin to be out. And if Gage is out, then his pieces become more concentrated. I mean, but, and you got Mike Evans dealing with an injury, too. So, I mean, we got a cheap Julio. We got a cheap Julio. Right, which I don't mind a cheap Julio. Or, obviously, at that point, if there's no nobody left for Tampa Bay, you probably go down the four net. I mean, Cordero Patterson came off a decent game. Um, that's going to be the chalk, baby. But I mean, I mean, Jameis had a great fourth quarter last week. Um, again, it's just kind of where you got to stand. Like, uh, this game is, is this game at New Orleans? Yeah. I mean, Jameis at 5,500, he doesn't, I mean, what do you need to get out of him basically? Well, I mean, who do you pair him with Mike Thomas? Cause there's some Twitter beef. Between him and that cornerback. So, uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. We all know the opposite end of that between Marshawn Lattimore and Mike Evans. Like, Mike Evans gets dumped on by Marshawn Lattimore. So, you're not wrong. Like, he scorched him one time out of his 10 times that he's went against him. So, I don't like those odds. Yeah, you'd probably just put Jameis with, uh, with Michael Thomas. Fair. Uh, any other quarterbacks that we missed that are of interest, or can we move on to uh, Raybacks? Um, I mean, I guess I would be remiss to say, I mean, Russell Wilson is at home going up against Houston. Is this a, uh, let Russ cook spot? I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's let him cook, but you know, I mean, Davis Mills has proven to be pretty competent. So in a game that could actually be pretty competitive and go back and forth, I mean, cause for as much as, I mean, and Russell Wilson's 
offense pretty much looked concentrated on three guys on Monday night. It looked like it was going to Cortland Sutton, Judy, or Javante. Yeah, I mean, Matt Ryan just dropped 375 on this Houston defense, so why not Russell Wilson? So I think that one could be intriguing as well. Big facts, big facts. All right, so over to running backs. This could be a week where we don't get high ownership on CMC or JT, the two highest-priced running backs on the slate. I mean, look at these guys that we have. Saquon Barkley against Carolina. Antonio Gibson, who got surprising a surprising amount of work in the passing game. He gets Detroit. DeAndre Swift on the opposite side. James Conner against Vegas. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt against the Jets. Darrell Henderson against the Falcons. Javante, the aforementioned Javante Williams against Houston. Joe Mixon against the Cowboys. Like, Leonard Fournette against New Orleans. This is going to be a very tough, tough running back slate. But, again, because there's so much in the mid-range, could we see a situation where CMC and JT go completely under-owned, and is this a spot where you just jam those guys in? and let them do their slate-breaking things. Um, I mean, it's not it's not going to be a terrible option. Um, I mean, from what I'm looking at here, my three the three highest-owned running backs I have currently would be Saquon. Short, a little bit behind Saquon is uh, Daryl Henderson Jr., and then Javante round out the top three. And then you go McCaffrey and Jonathan Taylor. So that that's kind of, that's so what I'm. So your early ownership projections. Where does a guy like Joe Mixon fall into? Or <laughs> he, the uh, they're they're both in that eight percent range. Listen, listen. If you get Joe Mixon under ten percent, please. I, I really believe Joe Mixon's going under ten percent, and oh, I lock that in. Lock that in. And I'm not going to understand why, but oh, lock he, that in, baby. I really, I really believe Joe Mixon's going under. 10%. Oh Lord, I could not imagine that. So, so yeah, on the road against Dallas, who will never have the football, and their and their <laughs> and their and their run defense was awful. Yeah, they just got tore up by Uncle Lenny. So, I mean, Joe Mixon, he secedes carries to no man. So he led the he led the uh, the league in inside the five carries last week. He got 20 points, DK points, without scoring. I mean, like, Joe Mixon under 10%? That's a card. That's a card. Yeah, I I really believe I really believe he's going to go under 10%. Especially, I mean, because, like, you know, everybody's going to have recency bias. Like, somebody like DeAndre Swift is going to be higher on than he is. Well, yeah, of course. I mean, anybody that succeeded in week one, you can best believe they're going to, you know – carry some extra ownership for the following week. But I mean, that's what the real thing about uh, the ownership on CMC kind of perplexes me. I know who he is, but compared to what he did, could it, could it have been a situation where Matt Ja Rule was trying to get Baker Mayfield, his revenge and drop back way too many damn times and didn't get the ball in CMC's hands enough. Uh, I don't believe so. I mean, kind of looking at that game, I mean, I, I, when CMC was healthy, man, that dude never came out of the football game. And I swear every time, uh, every time I was watching that game, it's like Deontay Foreman's in the backfield. It, it, I think it was Deontay Foreman. I'm like, excuse me. 
I mean, and then arguably you're probably if you what his longest play was the was it a broken play that like Baker Mayfield dropped the snap for the twenty seventh time? Right, 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 right. Yep, yep. I do remember that play. I mean, so I, I mean, I think it's tough to say. Like, I think they are. I think right now they're just trying to bubble wrap him. So, do you consider playing him this week? I think I would rather eat the little extra ownership on somebody like Barkley at less the price. Oh, listen. Again, we saw what the Browns' backfield did against Carolina. I'm playing Saquon Barkley. That is some chalk I'm willing to eat. Yeah, right? I mean, I, I mean, and, and me personally, I'm the most chalk I'm willing to eat is at the running back position. Um, yes, I, yes, absolutely. <laughs> So I would rather I'd rather eat the little extra ownership and then play Barkley because his scrimmage yards was arguably in the top top three, um, you know, in terms of average yards per carry. He's essentially won them the game on that two point conversion where it was a broken play and he forced <laughs> forced himself into the end zone. I mean, this week th- this might be the week just to play some of these like medium salary running backs. Truthfully. Mid price, like somebody on the high end is gonna go under owned. Like JT or CMC is gonna suffer from this. It would probably be Jonathan Taylor at 9900 Is a cool 10k on FanDuel, which is a price reduction from week one. Yeah, I, I think out of those two, it's gonna be Taylor going up against Jacksonville, who's gonna be a little under owned. Listen, if I can play Geno Smith and just jam in Jonathan Taylor along with you, some of these other running backs, dude, you I could I, probably play Geno with uh, Barkley and Taylor, truthfully. Yeah, yeah, I could. I definitely could. And, and Daryl Henderson's price is uh, <laughs> pretty sexy. Yeah, and I mean, if definitely, if you're willing to eat the Daryl Henderson chalk, um, then you could definitely play who you want. You probably get in another. Uh, High price wide receiver. Um, oh yeah, we'll get there. We'll, we'll get to Devontae Adams. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. I think somebody who who's kind of super intriguing is somebody like James Conner. Well, I like James Conner in this matchup. All he does is score touchdowns, and Vegas's run defense is sauce. So, yeah, I, I, I'm definitely with that. I don't think and- the Chargers showed it enough, but I think they could have ran the ball down their damn throat. It's just Justin Herbert is so damn good. Agreed. I mean, I also like, man, like you want to play Nick Chubb. And then once you get inside the red zone, Kareem Hunt just comes in and swoops up those touchdowns. Hey, listen, regardless of who you play, you're going to be wrong. There's there, that's, that's the thing. If you jam in Chubb, Kareem Hunt's going to go off. If you put in Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb's going to go off. Uh, you're not wrong. It's a backfield I never seem to get correct. Okay, so here's a random tournament play. <laughs> Why don't you play both of them? I mean, it's had to have worked for somebody, right? I mean, back in the day when we had Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara, those two were going off on a regular basis together, like, damn near every game. And then before that, you got to go back to CJ2K and Lindale White. Is it that, or would you go uh, D'Angelo Williams and Jonathan Stewart? Oh, that's another good one, too. That's another good one. Yeah. Were they? Uh, did they both hit a thousand yards in that backfield? 
I feel like they had to have. They that backfield was nice. Good times. Yeah, uh, good times. Good. Now, my question to you: I understand Daryl Henderson is in a is in a obviously a pretty good matchup at the price, but would you willing would you be willing to pay a little less uh, for Chase Edmonds? Uh, so, I think Chase Edmonds would be more of a DraftKings play than a FanDuel play. So we, we saw what the Jets' backfield did. There was a lot of dump-offs to the running backs, and they had success um, getting the ball dumped off from Joe Flacco. And I think that with his target market share um, in that backfield for Miami, I think he could rack up a lot of PPR points. But in a half-point PPR setting, and I primarily play on Fandle, it's going to scare me away a little bit. But I would I would definitely consider from an ownership perspective and a price perspective, like as a price pivot, from Daryl Henderson to, to Chase Edmonds in that situation. So if I was in a large field tournament, I would definitely consider Chase Edmonds over Daryl Henderson in that spot, strictly via ownership and strictly because he can rack up enough PPR points. Even if he doesn't score, he could probably get you double-digit fantasy points for sure, at lesser ownership. And then I, I would probably argue that this is the biggest question mark on the board, right? Is Jeff Wilson Jr. at 5,100? Listen, man. That that that's that's the biggest question mark, right? Listen, man, I am not touching the San Francisco backfield. I don't trust anything that man says when it comes to who's who's doing what in the backfield. You can see a plethora of players in that backfield. You still got to deal with Trey Lance rushing, and you still got to deal with Debo Samuel rushing. So, if you want a guy that may get fifteen touches. Who knows what his red zone role is going to be? Because we know the red zone running backs. It's Debo Samuel and Trey Lance. So I I, I cannot trust that backfield. I can't. It, I don't know. That one just scares me because that's 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 a game where Jeff Wilson <laughs> Jeff Wilson Jr. could have like ten attempts but three touchdowns. Uh, you're not wrong. Come on, man. Ah, uh, that one that that's the one that scares me because he's cheap. And yeah. at this point, and at this point, he's going under owned. He's Maybe for good reason. DraftKings, but on Fanduel, on Fanduel, he's still pretty cheap. On Fanduel, he's a hundred more than Daryl Henderson. Play Daryl Henderson. Oh, he's oh yeah. Look at that. Yeah, I would go. Yeah, Daryl Henderson might be the safer play on Fanduel. On Fanduel, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, again, site specific. Uh, you know, Daryl Henderson's too cheap at sixty two hundred. So just just play him. Just play him on FanDuel. DraftKings is a debate, but just play him on FanDuel. Uh, anybody else you want to harp on? Any any lower own guys? I mean, you got Zeke against <laughs> he averaged over five <laughs> yards carry. Remember, Chill? <laughs> he did. He did, man. I had to give the man his due. His long, you know, the longest run of the season so far for Zeke's been seven yards. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Big old seven. Uh-huh. I mean, I mean Baker at this point. I I hope when he listens to this man, if he's just out there cooking on the line, just thinking, playing Zeke. He's not. Playing Zeke. He's not playing. Zeke. He can't. He can't bring himself to do it. Oh, he, oh, he can. You know what? Knowing him, he probably will. Just to prove a point. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ready to head over to wide receiver? Yeah. Let's let's take a let's take a friendly stroll. So we saw, again, Arizona get absolutely carved up 
last week in that secondary, and Devontae Adams welcomes them in. Devontae Adams on FanDuel sitting 1,100 less than Cooper Cup. But this week, he's probably going to have twice, maybe three times the ownership. We saw Jamar Chase go off last week. And, I mean, again, this Dallas team is a dumpster fire. So, there's that. I mean, like, the chalk is, whoo. And, I mean, you look at even, like you mentioned, thinking about playing Russ, the Denver guys are cheap, comparatively speaking. I mean, at 63 and 6,800, respectively, for Jerry, Judy, and Corden Sutton, like, we know where the ball is going in this offense. Like you said, it's Javante, it's Judy, it's Sutton. End of paragraph. I mean, that that stack in itself could pay dividends because it still allows you to run it back with somebody cheap from Houston if you choose to do that and still jam in some of these higher-priced guys. So on the higher end, who would you rather have, Cooper Cup or Devontae Adams? Because with their salaries, you can't have both. No, you, you really can't have both. Um, I'm going to just eat the bullet and probably just play Devontae Adams for the salary relief. I don't feel good about it. I wouldn't feel good about it either, bro. I don't I don't feel good about it. But I do believe that uh, at this point, the, the, the Raiders would be in the more competitive game. Um, not to say I don't think Sean McVay would pull out Cooper Cup, but you saw what Atlanta did last week. They were smacking up the Saints for like ninety percent of that game. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. But we're going from the Saints to the Rams. The Rams that just got absolutely eviscerated by the Buffalo Bills. So I mean, like, yeah, but Buffalo, but Buffalo's pass rush is really, really good. What are you trying to say about Atlanta, bro? It ain't Buffalo's pass rush. Eh. It ain't Bedford's high school's pass rush. So (laughs) I'm with you. But I mean, like, again, I'm going to say this every time the Rams are on the main slate. Cooper Cup, no matter what his price, can put you to bed real quick. I mean, this could be a situation where if they're going to drop close to their implied team total at 31, someone's got to get them there. And it's not going to be all Daryl Henderson. It's not going to be, uh, I think Allen Robinson is washed, bro. I mean, all the controversial, I don't care because he's like, Oh, he has that quarterback, blah, 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 blah. He's got Matt Stafford and he got a cool two targets, one catch, 11 yards. I'm going to chalk. I'm just going to use the built-in excuse of they need more time together. Listen, they're playing from behind that entire second half. There should have been multiple opportunities. Like, we know what Matt Stafford does. Find Cooper Cup, throw Cooper Cup. We've seen this movie. We've seen this movie so much. Now, I'm almost getting sick of it. But at the same time, it's like me and John Wick. I can watch this movie about 10 to 15 times before I'm like, wow, this shit is still amazing. And every time I watch Cooper Cup play, this shit is still amazing. He is open. All the time. It's insane. You're not wrong, but I'm I'm willing to play Robinson. Unless if his ownership gets too out of control. I'm not playing chalky Allen Robinson. <laughs> that would make that would push me to Cooper Cup 50 times faster. I'd find the damn salary. I think I mean they're both gonna be owned. 
Cooper Cup's not going to be more old than Devontae Adams. Uh, no, I no, but it's not going to be by that much. Um, I mean, the the highest owned wide receiver I have again is once again Rondale Moore. Uh, okay, guy, we need to stop with this Rondale Moore thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, also, I, I think both of the Bengals wide receivers become interesting. Um, I, I, T. Higgins is dealing with a concussion, but. If T. Higgins becomes available at fifty nine hundred, it's a really nice price. Yeah, yeah, T. Higgins should be the chalk at that point, in, in my opinion. Um, and that price, you, that price is too sexy. You did mention both Denver guys. Um, Jerry Judy arguably could be the Michael Pittman of this week. You think he's mispriced? I, I mean, he could be. I mean, he didn't get a bump. He didn't get the Monday Night Football bump. He did not. And, I mean, it's it's at home. It, it's against Houston. I'm not going to say, like, he's as good a wide receiver as Michael Pittman Jr. But, you know, at 5,600, this is he, – he could have that same stat line against a defense that might be arguably worse at, you know, what, five, six receptions, 100 yards and a touch. No, I, I, I can 100% see that. Absolutely. And, and like I said, Houston, like, it, like Houston's not, they're not good, but like Davis Mills keeps them in these games. Dude, the Mills Mafia, man. He's a good quarterback. So I think he's, he's better than Dakota. <laughs> oh, damn. Don't at, me. Don't at me. I would take Davis Mills over Dakota Prescott seven days out of 10. So you think Jerry, you can call up Jerry Jones and uh, tell him to trade? Nah, Houston ain't trading the Bills Mafia. What, you crazy? <laughs> they got their quarterback. You crazy? Uh, too funny. So, hey, listen. Uh, listen. <laughs> so, before, before we got, go to the next topic, you already know who's going to be unowned, right? <laughs> Any of the Seattle wide receivers? I mean, yes. Yes. And on the other side, ain't nobody playing Debo Samuel. Nope. I'd rather pay – well, the average person would rather pay more to get to Jamar Chase, would pay the same amount to be at the Tyreek Hill range, pay a little less to get to those Denver guys, to get to Michael Pittman Jr., to a lesser extent the Sun God, uh, DJ, any of those guys. But on the high end, which Debo Samuel seems to always be on the high end, you want to talk about being able to put somebody to sleep? Debo can do that. Debo has the upside 90% because of his rushing stats, but I don't care. I don't care how he gets it. I just want him in the damn end zone. So let's say Jeffrey Wilson Jr. gets semi-popular. On the other side, you know, like I said, most people are going to pay up for Cooper Cup. Most people are going to pay up for Devontae Adams. Most people are going to pay up for Jamar Chase. Ain't nobody touching Debo Samuel. Nobody. Nobody. Nobody's. Nobody's playing Debo. And they're not playing a monsoon this week. No, so. no. It should be in sunny California. Um, can I interest you in some 5,500 Julio Jones? Listen, if Mike Williams is dealing with his calf injury, we already know the God is going to be out. Like, wh- where else are they going to throw the ball? I mean, and Tom Brady really did focus on Julio during that whole game. Deep down the field, too. I think we could get a little retro Julio in this game. I I I, I could see it. I could see it. 
I don't trust them because you already know one uh, one cut one way, <laughs> one tackle the next. Because every time he gets tackled, when he catches the ball, you hold your breath. <laughs> You're not wrong. I'm just scared one time he's just not going to get up. Because <laughs> that's been Julio's MO for the past, what, four or five years? Uh, you're not. So I'll tell you this. I would rather play Julio at significantly less ownership than Allen Robinson. I can can get behind that. Um, are you willing to take a stab at somebody like Jahan Dotson at 4,200? Dude, I think Jahan Dotson is going to be a stud. And I think the game environment is, is right for this. I mean, these Detroit games over the past year, have been damn near shootouts like almost every game. Again, so if Vegas says they're going to score points. He was feeling some Jahan Docks in that game, and in and in the, the 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 quality the quality targets that we're looking for in the end zone targets. So yeah, I mean at forty two hundred, I'll eat I'll eat that chalk. I, I feel I I can eat that. I'd be fine with that. So any of these cheaper guys interest you, or we kind of just want to migrate to the top? I mean, I, one of these Jacksonville guys become intriguing. I mean, because, like, it, for Jacksonville, like, I mean, they do want to throw the ball. Um, I mean, Zay Jones was second in the team on targets behind Christian Kirk. Yeah, I heard you hint at wanting to play Trevor Lawrence. So, I mean, why not? So, yeah, I mean, it, it, I mean, even Christian Kirk is still coming in at nice. I think Christian Kirk's had a really nice value at fifty seven hundred. I mean, the man had over hundred yards receiving last week, so I mean, he likes them. Yes, sir. Well, ready to head over to tight end. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm ready. I'll let you. Uh, I'll let you explain what's going on here on this one. What a, 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 a tight end? Yeah. Did I have a hot take that I need to mention? Well, are you do you want to talk about Taysom Hill or? Bro. <laughs> <laughs> FanDuel.com. <laughs> what is your deal with pricing Taysom Hill as the third highest tight end? 6,600, bro? Are you serious? <laughs> Listen, he clearly has a defined role in this offense, Right. But I think he only had two targets from the tight end position. The rest was his four rushes, and one of them went long. So if you think that I'm going to pay a premium for Taysom Hill, you have lost your shit, okay? But, okay, let's consider it like this, right? So I was just singing the praises of Debo Samuel, who's not a wide receiver. He's a freaking running back, playing wide receiver. This is a running back playing tight end. While I can't justify the price because there's literally no target share, he's the, he's a red zone weapon. And that's literally what you're depending on when it comes to Taysom Hill. You hope he scores and that's it. I mean, out of the tight end spot, what else could you hope for? <laughs> At that price, I want six to seven catches. <laughs> 60 to, 60 to 70 yards and a damn touchdown. Are you kidding? 6,600? So Again, that's on FanDuel.com. On DraftKings, he's still a quarterback, correct? Um, 
that's a good question. Uh, let's take a look. $6,600 Taysom Hill. You are f- slapped. Yeah, it looks like um, looks like he's still quarterback. I actually that one I gotta look at on my phone. Sorry, sixty two hundred. Excuse me, sixty two hundred. I mean, still, doesn't make it any better. Does not make it any better now. But I mean, you gotta look at it like this, right? So there's no Kelsey. the The big boy you got on the slate is Mark Andrews, which and he was very quiet week one. But he still comes at a premium price. So I mean, like, this is one of the weeks where you might be putting off this position. Uh, you're not wrong. Unless you go with, you know, Darren Waller, uh, Zach Ertz got into the end zone and a two-point conversion last week, if you believe in that game, one of the two tight ends from that game. Um Albert O is not a thing. You don't want to make him a thing anymore? Not a thing. He's not a thing. He's got a cool last name that no one can pronounce. We're done. He had eight points on Monday night. He sucks. He's not a thing. He's not a thing. Let's just let it go. Okay. But yeah, I mean, honestly, you're putting this position off. If you want, again, to stuff in some of these premium guys, and I am more than willing to punt off tight end, more than willing. Yeah. uh, I mean, you're looking at some of these guys. Uh, Ownership as of today looks like it's going to be pretty well spread out. Um, as of right now, the three highest owned tight ends I have is Pitts, Higby, and Mark Andrews. Can we stop with Cal Pitts? Oh, man. Can we I'm, stop? I'll, I'll keep burning money. Why? Because I've done it before. So? That doesn't mean you got to do it again, man. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah, it does. Come on. You're talking about the guy that plays like Matt Stafford and Derek Carr every week. <laughs> I mean, come on. Uh, I'll just I'll live and die with Kyle Pitts. Um, I mean, truthfully, it you know it, it might just depend on what quarterback you're playing. You know, if you're playing Joe Burrow, you could just throw in Hayden Hurst. It's thirty six hundred. Um, H Hayden Hurst Helmsley. Um. You know, it, this might be really gross, but Dalton Schultz ain't going to be owned. Maybe for good reason, but... You can't get the ball because there's no quarterback. I mean, hey, not Cooper Rush. It's 1-0 in career starts. I mean, there's an actual tight end that plays in New Orleans, uh, Jawan Johnson. If you want to throw a dart. Uh, I mean, if George Kittle plays, is he going unowned? Oh, yeah. But he ain't playing, bro. Again, um, I think they think they can beat Seattle without him. So I, I think they're going to just let him rest one more week. Fair. Uh, but, yeah, this week at tight end, it might just be play with fits. Dude, I'm saying, even though he posted a 0-0 stat line, he did have the third most routes ran for his team behind Devin Duvernay. And that's Isaiah Likely. I mean, the dude was on the field all the time. And he's still, he's got to be the men on DraftKings. He's below the men on FanDuel. On DraftKings, he's 25. See? So I'm saying, like, yes, Devin DuVernay had the game, but Isaiah likely was right behind him running routes. So this isn't a guy that's not going to get involved in his offense. One of these weeks, he's going to have, you know, a, a pretty serviceable stat line. And I think, it's like you were alluding to earlier that this Baltimore Miami game might be a little sneaky. 
So again, if you want to really punt off the position, I will tout Isaiah likely one more week. Yeah. Again, you know, um, even if you might want to take a, take a look at somebody, even like Cameron Brake, if some of these uh, Tampa Bay guys are going to be out. True. True. He should have it. The target's got to go somewhere. So I can get behind that. I can get behind the Cameron Brake play. But I mean, we all know I'm just playing Noah Font and moving on because I'm playing Geno Smith. Uh, you're not. You're not. And wrong. I'm telling you, chill. I'm telling you, chill. The Geno Smith, DK Metcalf, Noah Fant, run it back with Debo Samuel, and fill the rest of your lineup with chalk. <laughs> if those four hit, you're fine. <laughs> you're you're definitely you're definitely. You're in there. Just just play Saquon, play Daryl Henderson. You know, uh, you might get spicy and play Joe Mixon. If you can, yeah, you, oh, you could fit it. You could definitely fit it. Especially on DraftKings, because as we transition into defense, they put the Bengals defense at 2,200. Yeah, so at this point, <laughs> you might as well just play the Bengals defense. On DraftKings, you're playing the Bengals defense. I mean, like, stop. <laughs> on FanDuel, they're 3,900. So that that puts them uh, mid mid tier when it comes to defensive pricing, but they still uh, have a pretty decent projection. Again, they're going against the backup quarterback. You know, not saying Cooper Rush is like super turnover prone or whatnot, but come on. I mean, also, I mean, also, um, the Dolphins' defense at twenty three hundred seems a little cheap to me. Oh, I, I'd get behind that. I'd get behind that. What about I mean, the? What about the Steelers defense sans JJ Watt? I'm sorry, TJ Watt. I just don't know how they like I don't I just don't know how that game's gonna be. New England got smacked by Miami's defense just last week. <laughs> and now their quarterback's dealing with a back injury. They can still get after it without Watt. You're not wrong. Or do you uh do you ever just want to go back to the old faithful and just play the Jets defense? <laughs> <laughs> just that's it man every week what defense you're running jets listen here's the problem because <laughs> we watched this browns game the Jacoby percent is not turning the ball over a and there no. will not be a, enough pass attempts to warrant <laughs> any type of turnovers or sack pressure situations anything so unfortunately that's the defense is off the table so for a pay up defense, are you just paying up for the Browns? Because like Joe Flacco had fifty nine pass attempts last week. Oh, yeah, paying up for the Browns does sound really nice, doesn't it? I mean, the Browns are at. I mean, and the Browns look like they're going to be one of the lower owned uh, options. Well, anytime you have to pay up for a defense, it, they're going to probably be lower owned. Let's be honest. So I don't know. I, I I can get behind that, or 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 you can play Seattle's defense against Trey Sorry Ass Lance. You're not wrong, but again, <laughs> again, the only thing that might scare you in that one is pass attempts for Trey Lance. That's true. I'm so sad I don't get uh, the Bears on the main slate, so I can play the Packers defense. <laughs> Even though the San Francisco defense didn't work out, but again, monsoon, bro. I mean, and truthfully, the San Francisco's defense would have been fine had uh, it was a Debo fumbled, and then I don't know if Lance fumbled or threw a pick, something like that. 
yeah, once again, monsoon, bro. Monsoon. So, yeah, on DraftKings, you're playing the Bengals. On uh, FanDuel, play whoever the heck you want. I mean, it's defense, whatever you can fit. It's the most variable position in DFS. So, you know, I, I don't have a particular take. Anytime you go against a backup quarterback, you play that guy. I mean, you know, Browns, great, going against Flacco. And then uh, the Cooper Rush experience is probably not going to end well. So, all right, could I intrigue you in the Saints defense at twenty four hundred against Tom? Yeah, in New Orleans. I mean, the man gets sacked a lot when he plays New Orleans for some strange reason, and then he throws a lot of pick sixes. Mm-hmm. Intriguing. Could you interest me in it? Probably not, but. If it's a situation where like that price literally fits the rest of the build, I'm in. I mean, it's it's probably a maybe not a direct pivot off of the Bengals defense, but it's probably pretty close. The Bengals play at four, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, I get, ah. I was like, <laughs> save yourself some salary to swap <laughs> off that defense if you have to late swap. Right. That that would definitely be my advice. Or 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 if you save yourself some salary, you late swap off of the Bengals and go to the Seahawks defense. Yeah, you can definitely do that. <laughs> but again, it, you need Trey Lance to throw the ball. This is true. This is true. All right. Well, why don't we go ahead and hit each other with a bowl call for this week? And early on. Which is only two of us. Early on, what's your uh, what, what's going to be your favorite stack heading into heading into Wednesday? Looking at Sunday, your early favorite stack as well early, as bowl. Early favorite stack. Um, as I'm kind of looking at it here right now, um, I really like this Bengals offense. Like, I, like I, I'm definitely going to have some some version of a piece of the Bengals offense. <laughs> Um, if yeah, I like, yeah, I, like I don't, I don't play a lot of main slate lineups. Um, mm-hmm. but with a couple I do, I'm definitely gonna have a piece of that offense. Um, in terms of early stacks, I do like. Um, so it would be that one. I, I think at this point, I, I might be kind of leaning towards Russ and one of the wide receivers. Um, I do like Tua and Tyreek. Could be a little, could be a little different. Um, and I, I mean, like, I really want to play Derek Carr, but if his ownership's going to be a little high, then I, I don't like playing. Oh, it's going to be high, bro. It's going to be, it's going to be pretty, pretty up there. Um, but at, the, at this point, um, I'm, I'm probably looking at Burrow the chase. Yeah. That, that Bengals, you, you're, you're gonna, you're gonna need a bangle. I, I agree. At least one. If not a stack of it. So, yeah, I can get behind that. And then a bold call for the week. A bold call. Uh, I mean, bold call. You know what? I'll just, you know, I'll, I'll just, I'll just stick with this Bengals offense, man. I'll just go Jamar Chase over 200 yards receiving. Oh, come on. Now you got to make me play Jamar Chase. I just really want to play Joe Mixon and call it a day, but now you're going to make me play Jamar Chase, aren't you? You could probably just play both. I could, and the Bengals defense? <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that's a lot of Bengals. <laughs> um, my favorite stack early on, um, without being absolutely insane, 
is uh is the Denver boys. I think that stack is cheap enough where you can run Judy and Sutton with Russ and run it back with a cheaper piece from Houston and be just fine. Um, and then you can build around that. That's a very solid stack. If you are going for a larger field tournament, like I said, I'm still going to be using uh, my Seahawks guys uh, just because I want to fit in so many of these higher priced running backs and wide receivers. And in those stacks, I think my bold call is going to be uh, Debo Samuel gets two rushing touchdowns and a receiving touchdown and goes not double bonus, but close to double bonus on DraftKings.com. I think an 80-90 game and three touchdowns is is in his range of outcomes for Sunday. Fair enough. And I'm also picking the Seahawks to cover, by the way. You you like it. I mean no, ask, ask Austin. Ask Austin. Ask him. Ask him. I literally said he said the Jaguars are gonna be this team this year that we're covering every spread like the Lions were last year. I said the Seahawks. I said this team is gonna be a lot better than everybody anticipates. They expect them to win like a game. Well, guess what? They've already won a game. So these guys are gonna get astronomical spreads. Every week, just like the Detroit Lions, here's a safe bet in DFS. I'm sorry, in sports betting, take the Lions to cover, except for Sunday because they're actually favored. So that they're going to lose, <laughs> the Commanders are going to beat the Lions. Trust and believe that. I mean, at this point, are you wearing like a crisp, nice collared shirt with a with a nice hat saying "Go Hawks"? You the new Russ? <laughs> Go Hawks. You know, we, we went out there, and uh, we're going to try and get a, a, a big win here on Sunday. And, you know, we're going to play our best. It's a, it's a good team, and uh, go Hawks. Hawks. <laughs> I'm going to have to allow this. <laughs> going to have to. Well, Joe, even though we're short staff, we did the deed. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe before you head out. Download us. Put us in your pocket. We appreciate all the downloads from last week and all the feedback that we got. Greatly appreciate it. And we're going to keep on rolling into week two and hopefully to see you all at the top of your tournament lineups. I will see you all on Saturday night. Chill, close down the grill, get out the mop buckets. I think it's that time. I think so. Uh, You know, again, uh, we might have to put a, you know, a hiring sign out or an ad on Indeed, you know. (laughs) I'm very scared (laughs) of the responses I would get. <laughs> just make sure we put in there not you don't get paid yes this is it this is unpaid this is unpaid you want to work for the deli i ain't paying your shit except knowledge see y'all at the top thanks for listening peace